When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone's having a great week. Uh, This is the first week right after Labor Day. Hope everyone had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. I know I did. Uh, Took time to actually really relax because I I can't really even remember the last (laughs) Labor Day that I actually took the entire weekend off. A lot of times I use that weekend to kind of... uh, you know, finish up things for Q3 and and really gets ready for Q4. But nonetheless, we hope everyone's feeling rejuvenated and feeling good and that we can kind of go into Q4 to end this crazy year on a high note. And again, if you're new to sustainable success, again, you found us here at the Voice American Influencers channel, but we can also, you can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify. We could also be found on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. Today's show is being brought to you by Link2Expert.com. Again, this is a uh, a source that provides you the opportunity to be linked to a credible source that can help you anywhere that you are in your personal life and your business when it comes to success. Again, they cover a wide variety of different areas in matching and aligning the right type of of expert to help you wherever you are right now and where you want to be. Check them out at link2expert.com. And again, you can mention that Sustainable Success uh, sent you over and I'm, and they will be there to take care of you. So uh, feel free to reach out. And again, they do some wonderful things, uh, not only uh, you know in the personal and business side, but just in general. They're great people. Check them out at link2expert.com. Today we're going to be talking about, do you know the way? Do you know the way? You know, I mean, right now we are living in a lot of uncertainty. There are some turbulent times that we've gone through. These may be a certain time period that none of us will ever see again. At least I probably know I wouldn't at where I'm at at my age now and at the other side of 50. But nonetheless, that these are some pivotal times that we could see a lot of great things happen during these uncertain times. So, you know, do you know the way? Well, if you don't, or you have some questions, or you're trying to figure that out, well, you're going to learn a lot today from our guests. We're going to be covering a lot of ground in this particular area. And before I uh, formally introduce him, his name is uh, Andrew Calderella. And Andrew, again, is um, someone who, you know, really is someone just like every day, like all of us, a person that wants to fix our society and our world to contribute. You know, all listening should be deeply interested because it's often what we don't know that hurts us the most, uh, you know, from his work that covers a wide variety of different areas and how to create a meaningful life and make a real difference in the world. So how do we create positive relationships, optimize our health, become truly successful and be happy? So regardless of if you are looking for a total solution or that missing piece, you're going to want to hear from this gentleman today to check out his stuff and how truly new and enlightening it really is. So Andrew was born in Detroit, Michigan, to parents fighting for civil rights movement. His life is a combination of the Rocky story, Think and Grow Rich, and The Secret on Steroids. He has been through so many harrowing and intense situations that those stories alone could fill volumes. He is the best-selling author, 
trainer, and coach who specializes in helping athletes, entertainers, entrepreneurs, executives, and other leaders become their best in all areas of their life while making a larger positive impact. He's helping some of our world's leading movers and shakers and will influence many more in the years to come. And, you know, I, what I'd like you to do is to help me joining Andrew Calderella today. He is the, uh, again, the founder of the Seventh Foundation and best-selling author of the new book, The Way, which you'll learn more about today, Seven Revolutionary Steps to Living a Meaningful Life and Making a Real Difference in the World. Please welcome Andrew Calderella. Andrew, how are you doing today? Great, Chris. Great. It's really awesome to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. Well, you know, Andrew, you and I have gotten to know each other. We had met, you know, at previous events that we've, you know, attended over the last year or so. And, you know, I got to really get an inside, you know, you know, kind of like behind the scenes, kind of under the hood, kind of look at, you know, the way the book that you had recently came out with and so impressed and in what you had come out with. What's so ironic is that, you know, you had started putting this together before, you know, this whole pandemic and the situation that everyone is, has gone through this year, but yet it was almost like there was no coincidence. Like, I mean, why, you know, what you put out there was just perfect timing for, for the way. So when we, when we look at, you know, you know, behind the scenes, what you did for the way, you know, before we start, I just wanted to find out what is the way, like what inspired you to kind of put this out in terms of what the way is from your perspective? Sure. Sure. Um, well, I guess to answer that question, I have to go way back. I've been on this mission since I was a kid. Pretty much everything else I did in my life was just to support myself so I could figure out these greater answers. Um, you know, as I was doing all this research and all this testing for all these 30 years, I honestly sometimes thought I was going to lose my mind. There was so much uh, information, and I had collected it and wrote it, and I just didn't know how to present it to the world. And then about five years ago, on uh, April 3rd, 2015, I was sorting out the beginning and the ending of this much grander work on, you know, the four pillars of humanity, our universe, society, and God. And I just, I keep seeing my references to, this is key to true success. This is key to true success. And I put these seven keys together in the right order, and it was like a secret code got unlocked. I couldn't believe it. I then stayed up for three days straight without much sleep or doing anything else. I outlined the whole book, uh, and what, you're, what you see in this first volume is only, uh, there's three volumes to this, and I'll explain that later, but um, so I outlined all three volumes. I, I found where all these little pieces could fit in, all these answers that I had found over all these years, and you know, the, the biggest problem that I think humanity has right now is that, and I, I experienced this in my life, you know, it's like, um, you know, we all want to be happy and healthy and prosperous, have great relationships, a meaningful life, uh, make a positive difference in the world. But we need to integrate so much vital information to our lives as you know quickly as possible. You don't want to find these answers when when we're too old, right? We want them when we're young. So the problem is that we don't all have the time and the uh, ability to research and find all the different thousands of books and all the different materials out there to know how to be our best physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually financially in relationships as a family in society and it just seems like it's really just too much for everybody so that's why i wrote this book um you know if you know me too as a kid i just you know i have dyslexia other learning disabilities and i i didn't do well in school writing 
sentence, even a paragraph, is challenging for me. So when I was called to write this book, um, you know, it was like climbing Mount Everest, honestly. And so I pretty much gave up anything, everything for the last five years. God, you know, has blessed me with uh, being able to at least have a couple companies that were able to sustain me, not make me rich or anything, but allow me to just keep working on this book. So, you know, I just uh, am releasing it this year. I was able to get the Kindle version out in, I think it was um, April, and then we're, I'm just about to get the print versions out here in the next month or so. So, wow. that's kind of, I guess, I'm sorry, I went on for a little while there. No, you did it at all. No, this is what this show is all about. First of all, I want to commend you for your transparency uh, which is always well-respected here on Sustainable Success. I will be the first to raise my hand and can relate to you 100%. I, I dealt with ADHD my entire uh, throughout my childhood and my teenage years. It also affected me as an adult. And, you know, a lot of times I can relate to you when, it, when people say, Chris, you know, you're an award-winning author. You, you're just such an incredible writer. And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm a good speaker and I'm a, well, I'm a great speaker and I'm a great presenter, but I'm not a writer. Well, then how did you win an award? Because that book was written from the heart. It wasn't about the grammar. It wasn't about, you know, how I structured the sentences. That is like the, my weakness, but yet, so to write a, a quality book like you did, uh, Andrew, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you have dyslexia. I mean, sometimes we, we have certain challenges, you know, but yet a lot of times we could turn those into actually strengths and positives, which you've done with this book. So number one, I wanted to put that out there Number to say that I personally relate and that many of our uh, listeners out there listening right now and will be listening can relate to you a hundred percent. And again, the transparency is so, so important. So when you look at, you know, our situation right now, uh, Andrew, like, you know, with all this uncertainty you know, why is it important that people begin to kind of really, instead of looking for all these answers, like, you know, in all these different directions, the kind of like where they can go find their way, like talk about, you know, you could even draw some insight from your personal experience, the book and, and some of the things that people could start doing right now to kind of like see what the bigger picture is for them through their, through their way. Sure. Um, I think the, the biggest, I'm going to just stop for a second and say this. I talk to my friends about this stuff all the time, and every single one of them knows that I've been working on this for so long. I feel like I'm a, you know, a little short, a little uh, late, but they keep saying that this is the perfect time for this book. Um, it relates exactly to what we're going through. I think the biggest problem with humanity is that we're not all on the same page when it comes to very basic, foundational um, concepts of life, you know, and it's not that we're that different. You know, we all are human beings. We all share, no matter what language you speak, where you live, all the rest of it, we all share so much because we all live under the human conditions. You know, it's like uh, you can't escape these things. So the, the way is humanities. The reason I named it the way is it's humanity's way of us realizing and becoming our best. It covers all these different areas. Not only, you know, if we want to create a better society, we have to create better people. And to create better people, we all have to be walking down our true path to becoming our true self so we can live our wonderful, great life. And there's very uh, key concepts that if you can master, you can become your best. It's really, 
kind of the difference between uh, virtue and vice. You know, it's like, do you want to be good? Do you want to do the bad? Do you even know what is the right way to walk and how to live sometimes? You know, that's where the way comes in. It outlines all of these things. It, there's a, it's a guidebook. It's a life reference. It's something you can, once you integrate it into your mind, it will become part of your life. You can't, you know, it's like a, when you talk about freedom being a concept in the world. Once you understand freedom, right, if you're a slave, you're like, I want, I want to be free. I, there's no other real option there. The thing with the way is once you understand how you can be your best self and what you need to do that, all the rest of it falls into place once you take these steps. So that's why I wrote the way. Um, so, you know, I hope that answers your question. No, I, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely did. A- absolutely. So, you know, you know, why is, you know, in terms of like, and you've already kind of alluded to this a little bit, but I wanted to kind of, you know, break it down for, you know, the people, why would the way be so important for the world right now? Taking with what, where we are, and again, everyone's situation is different. So it's, you know, again, it's not like one size fits all here with how you sure. answer. But, but, but again, just in general, you know, people are going to ha- share some common, you know, uh, fears. They're going to share some common challenges and, you know, and certain visions or shared visions. Why would, you know, the way be so important, you know, to them right now if we're just looking at the world in general? Right. Well, I, I think if we all look at the world right now, it's very, uh, you know, outside level, meta level, meaning you're, you're affected by the leaders of the world, the people that are doing all this stuff. You might not know them all personally, right? They're not the, the micro relationships that you have right around you. And I think our whole world is run, being run by, um, how do I say this? Okay. The biggest problem in the world, as far as I can see it, is that there's really two types of uh, leaders at this level. Okay, there's the type of leader that's really looking at what the problems are. They're open, they're honest, they're, they're really trying to find solutions. And then there's this other type of leader where everything's a competition. You know, either they're envious or jealous or they're trying to smash somebody and so they can feel better, you know, self-righteous and all this stuff. And it's like, again, the difference between vice and virtue um, in our leaders. And if you look throughout all of human history, it's the same thing. You know, it's like we have to go to war because of some petty king has an argument with some other king. You know, thousands of people die. Uh, you know, some religious leader wants everybody to go kill people. And now that's what we're doing. You know what I mean? It's just we're being driven by the good and the not so good. So the question yeah. is, how do we become a better world? You know, how do we create better leaders? How do we choose all of these things? The problem is a lot of us are being manipulated, right? We're, we're, they know what to say and how to say it, right, to get us to do what they want us to do. And we're, you know, down the road, we're like, wow, we were just used to manipulate. I can't tell you how many times I've been cheated and lied to and all the rest around my life. And it's, it's beyond... You know, frustrating for all of humanity. If you look at all of human history, we have been marching towards this freedom. You know what I mean? It's like every revolution, every outbreak, everything we look at throughout all of human history has been for us to create this better society for all of us. You know, it's, it's not going to work if we are exploiting and uh, using and letting these people over here, they, you know, those, those people be exploited and everything else. It's, it's, it's going to come back to haunt us, as we can see. Right. So the only way this is going to work is if we all realize that there is there's beauty in the idea of competition, but also cooperation. 
Okay? If you think of a race, like, a, mm. like the Olympics, right? Yeah. Go to the Olympics. Uh, we're almost out of time. I only have 30 seconds. Before the- no, no, no. We got, but, we got uh, it. We're, we're good. We got about a minute, and, uh, just about a little minute and a half. You're good. Okay, I'll, I'll wrap this up on this point. Um, you know, if, if we go to the, the Olympics, there's rules, right? You want the people to go out there and run as hard as they can, but they can't trip each other. They can't take drugs. They can't do a whole bunch of things. But that's what makes the beauty of competition great. So if we have a level playing field, we have rules and regulations that are fair and true for everybody, and we all follow them, and those that don't get crushed out of existence, we can create a better world. But we need to know what to do that. I actually outline all of these points in my book. So not only is it about you becoming your best and figuring out your health and your fitness and all that kind of stuff, it's also about how you can integrate all of these great ideas into the society. So I cover, you know, step six of the way uh, is all about how you integrate in society and we can fix our governments and businesses and everything else. And well, we'll get into some more of that here when we come after break sure. again. Uh, this is some great stuff. Again, you know, you know, what, you know, what, you know, you heard. Andrew talking about again is that, you know, we've lived, we've always lived in a world of competition. And while competition can be good on on certain levels, we don't have enough collaboration. A lot of times our collaboration is more really pleasing others and enabling others, not really bringing people together and empowering them to take responsibility for their roles and duties. And uh, that's at least what I got from uh, Andrew, what you had talked about and why it's so, so important. Again, we got a lot more to come here from Andrew. So you, we've just only hit the tip of the iceberg here. So again, we got to go to break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about some of the concepts behind the way and how this really aligns with you and determining what your way is to move where you, where, where you are to where you want to be. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. 
Welcome back uh, to Sustainable Success. If you're just joining us again, we are here uh, with Andrew Calderella again. We're talking about doing it the way. And, you know, again, we're talking about the way. What does the way mean to you? Now, a lot of you that are just joining us are probably saying, well, what's the way? I don't know what, you know, what, what do you mean a way? There could be any way. Well, it's again, there are certain things in life that are going to be a way, but what does that mean to you? And we talked a lot about that in the first segment. And if you had missed the first segment, no problem. You can listen to this show in its entirety later today on demand. And again, we're just uh, just getting started here with Andrew because there is just a lot of golden nuggets and a lot of key information from the way his, uh, his book, again, it's going to be uh, a trilogy, I believe, here that he'll be talking about. But again, some of the concepts that can really not only help you and what that means to you, but really looking at what's happening in our society. And speaking of, of society, Andrew, I, you know, there are so many things that we can talk about here from politics to religion to to our justice system. I mean, there's so many things. And again, it's not about who's right or wrong that's not what we're talking about, but we're just putting out information that empowers people to draw their own conclusion. But how can we fix our society as a whole if we incorporate things like our justice system as you know, and some other things as, as examples? Sure, sure. Um, those are great questions. And I, again, this is why I wrote The Way. Uh, just to start off, The Way is living, rational, positive action. Okay? I, I defined it that way purposely. It's living because it's something we're doing all the time. It's rational because it's reasonable, includes an implementation plan that you can customize. It's positive because it's about the good. It's about integrating virtues into your life. Uh, you know, virtues are like being positive and happy and healthy and all the rest of those good things that everybody wants, right? And action is where we take those virtues and we put them into best practices and we in- integrate them into our life. Um, now, the question that you asked about the justice system, I actually have uh, three videos up right now that kind of deal with the things you're talking about. One is how to fix our justice system, how to end, another one is how to end corruption, and then there's a three-part video series on how to peacefully force positive change and why violence will never lead to lasting peace. Uh, it outlines all the steps in that last three, um, that video series on how we can actually make our society better without all this violence and hate and all the rest of the things that we're doing. Because what you're really trying to do is wake people up, right, to realizing something that is wrong. Um, it's really hard sometimes when you're living your life, and maybe it's a good life, and uh, you don't realize that somebody over here is suffering horribly, and just by a click, a dollar, a vote, you could change their existence and make it better, right? The problem is Absolutely. that... A lot of our leaders, right, they fight, they argue, they do all this stuff that, to manipulate us, to divide us, to separate us, so they can have their little groups all voting for them, and yeah, 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 you know, it's, but it's really not helping anybody. Right? We're all sitting here just going, can we just have the government work, you know, have our services good? Why does everything have to be so corrupt and, you know, just crazy, right? And it's only in the upper echelons that we get this way. It seems like every conversation I've ever had with every normal human being, you know, in the bars and homes and everything else is... Yeah, it's also obvious. <laughs> you know, it's not that it's not that <laughs> difficult to make things run correctly and, you know, so forth and so on if we all put our good minds together and we're not fighting and doing all this stupid stuff. So, you know, it's like the key with the justice system. There are I mean just I I I have a whole video on this and it is actually in the book itself. But let me just say this, it boils down to one very simple thing. 
treating others as you would want to be treated if you were in that situation. It doesn't matter if you're the officer or the person on the other side. You need to speak with each other as if they were you. You're not going to be yelling and spitting and throwing things. You want them to come to your side and understand your perspective. Let me ask you this. If I came up to you and spit in your face and told you you were a total scumbag and hated you and yelled at you and said, now you must listen to me and be my friend. Like, nobody's going to do that, right? <laughs> like, like, you know, it's just, it's not going to happen. So if you want the police officers to understand you, you have to speak to them and have a list of things that you think are wrong and say, and be open. And again, I go through this on the, on the series on how to peacefully force positive change, which is also in the way, um, on how to actually accomplish these things without violence. So, you know, if we treat, again, in every situation, when you look at like what's happening with all these riots, would you want your business burned down? No. Would you, would you mind if a bunch of people were marching down the street protesting and handing out flyers? Here's, our, here's what's wrong. You know, here's the list of demands that we want. All we want is a meeting. Let's talk about these things. It's like there's a difference. And what you're trying to do is get the other side to listen to you and understand your perspective, and you're not going to do it uh, using all this hate and violence and anger and everything else. Yeah. I think, we, you know, before we move, I, I, we made some great points. I, I think it's just the inability – as a society, it's not that I'm, you know, saying everyone, but you know, just as overall, that that people just have a hard time the ability to relate and understand, and it comes down to communication with that. That are we listening? Are we listening to relate and understand versus respond? It sounds like we're, you know, we as a society we we listen to respond. And we're not really relating and understanding, and we're not being specific and clear with our communication. There's a lot of assumption. There's a lot of speculation. And because of that, that leads to conflict. And then conflict, if it's unresolved or not addressed in a certain period of time, can then lead to chaos and and a lot of things that lead to a lot of the issues we experience, wars and and all these things that that we've seen through generation to generation. So do you think that, you know, that communication, you know, is, you know, is ineffective or has been something we need to address overall? I know it doesn't mean we have to know all these different languages, but yet we can still relate and understand each other through empathy uh, and kindness. Would that be safe to say, Andrew? Absolutely. And what you just said is, is so key, is communication. I actually have a whole chapter in the book, you know, it's a whole big part of the way, and it starts off with your ability to listen. Right? Again, when you talk about any issue, if you listen close enough, I don't care what the issue is, you can find if the person is honest and passionate about it, there's some virtue behind what they're fighting for. I don't care what it is. Like, you can take the, the, the border wall, right? People are like uh, fighting like crazy over, over our borders. And again, people generalize and, you know, it's like, oh, they want open borders. No, they don't want anybody to come in. It's not that. What the issue is, it's like one side wants rules, right? They want, you know, like you can't just have open borders. You can't just have no laws and all of this. And the other side is like, yeah, but we also want to be, bring people in. So the virtue on their side is, but we need to treat them humanely. We need to care for people. You can do both. <laughs> I mean, you, can, you can look at yeah. both of these virtues like, oh, we need law and order. We need, you know, security and borders and, you know, uh, people that want to be here and all the rest of this thing. And you can also treat people humanely and care for them and, and uh, have laws and rules that make sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and as far as what is happening in this world, to me, it's more like, you know, it's not enough to listen. We also 
all have to kind of agree on some basic ways of being. You know what I mean? It's like we, it is not acceptable to be treating people so horribly and expect them to change or come over to your side. You know what I mean? If you listen to the news, everybody's like labeling people with this hate speech. Everybody's a, you know, a, I don't even know what, but it's just, it, it gets to the point where nobody, like you said, is listening. Nobody's hearing. And it's because it's all this charged language and, and we don't understand the basics. And that's where the way comes in. I mean, the way kind of pushes all of that away, kind of builds you up from the beginning and kind of once you have this foundation inside of you on how to understand our, you know, governments and uh, businesses and how wealth works and how power works and how you can uh, peacefully force positive change and make a big difference in the world. Just by living your life properly, we can all kind of make these changes and it doesn't have to be so, I don't know, so traumatic and violent and everything else. Exactly. No, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so getting into that, you know, I, you know, talk about a little bit, you know, we talked about the communication, which is plays an important part in this and, you know, talk a little bit about, um, you know, like some of the other issues that we face now, like, you know, there's, there's bullying and, and, you know, there's like, you know, again, people that are not only just bullying in, you know, in our schools, in this case, well, kids are, are not in school, but but nonetheless, there's, it still happens. But talk about, you know, that type of thing, harassment, bullying, all these things that people face at different levels of their life. Sure. Um, I, and again, I, I, we didn't touch on this yet, but I, The Way is broken up now into three books. So it's The Way, which contains all seven steps, the full philosophy, all that kind of stuff. The second book is The Life Manual, and what it contains are the, it goes with step 5B, is how to, you know, create the best life that you can, so it covers the foundations of life. Um, and then the third book, which is the Family and uh, Child Guide, is where I get into how we can, you know, help raise our kids a little more positively and all the rest of it. Um, and in there, I cover how we can end bullying. The problem when we're looking at our society in general, right, if you let the bullies all grow up and they're never corrected, we end up with these you know, this big fight and everybody's a jerk at some of these companies and, you know, in government and everything else. But if we correct a bully when they're really young and help them become better people, they can become, you know, protectors instead of bullies. Um, you know, it's just a matter of how you raise these kids. You know, I was bullied relentlessly when I was a child. I mean, I don't know if you can imagine being brought up in Detroit, uh, having a patch over one eye, having dyslexia. Um, I had to carry around huge books. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. Couldn't do math. Couldn't play sports. Everybody mocked me, laughed at me, you know, almost drowned me. I mean, it was just horrible. Mm. Um, and the biggest problem with all of that, you know, as far as I can tell, is that, you know, the bullies are like, oh, stop doing that, you know, and the, and the kid, I mean, I got so bad when I, you know, when I was in school where even the teachers were bullying me. I mean, I, one teacher yeah. came out and ridiculed me in the class and, you know, told me just to drop out because I'd never graduate. I was too stupid and all the rest of it. So, you know, it's like, A, that we need to help these kids realize that it's not your fault. And most of the time when people have learning disabilities, it means they're actually gifted. Um, when I was tested later, I actually tested out to be a genius in all these different areas, even though I couldn't do math well and some of these other things. So um, it just means we need to learn how to teach these kids better. But the bullies are the ones that need correcting a lot. And it's not that we're mad at them. The thing is you need to help these kids learn how to be better people. You know, and it's, mm. again, it always goes back to this treating others as you want to be treated. Um, most of the time when you're looking, when you're analyzing kids and the way they fight and all, 
these kids are lacking in the ability to empathize and sympathize with their um, fellow people. And they're feeling, a lot of times, the bullies are the ones that are feeling the most vulnerable, and they don't know how to express themselves, and they're going out and trying to find some type of meaning by putting their thumb over somebody, you know what I mean? And, and oh, now I feel, I feel strong now. So what is wrong with that kid? And what is wrong with that kid's life that is making him go that route instead of some other way where they could go into sports, they could work out? Um, you know, I've done martial arts my whole life, and the guys that are at the top of the martial arts field, not any one of them, and I ever met is a bully. If anything, it's the complete opposite. We don't want to fight. We want to stop the fights because it's, it's not it's not going to solve anything. I've been in more fights in my life than most people can imagine, and it's, it's, it's my ability to be able to stop the fight before it gets to the point where people are getting hurt and killed that allows us to, um, you know, take that, that extra step forward. You know what I'm saying? And just going a little bit more, there's this idea of the, the bully, right? I've been in fights sometimes where you, where you beat the bully up or you make him look stupid, you hold him down, you pin him, and you're like, dude, will you just stop? And just, you know, we can have a beer. You know, relax. Some of these guys wanted to be my best friend after that. I never understood that. It was like, it's called like the bully beatdown. So you go in, and these guys, <laughs> they get empathy. They, they, they realize, you know, it's like, wow, this is what it feels like to be, you know, have no control, to have somebody bullying me, and he could kill me. I could kill this guy right now, but I'm saying, dude, relax. You know, you don't need to hurt me. Showing mercy sometimes will, will affect these guys and allow them to go, wow. Well, you know, you know, just to interject, and I want you to expand on this. I mean, a lot of times when people bully, whether if it's a you know children, a child to a child, a teenager to a teenager, an adult to adult, no, it doesn't matter what what age. It's simply a deflection of how they feel about themselves. Now, a lot of that, I you know, as I you know, I I wrote an international best-selling book in that area, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity. It's limited beliefs. So some people are become the person that's bullied because of limited beliefs or the people become the bullier as a result. So it always stems back to the same thing. But in this case, you made them realize how they felt about themselves and that that for the first time they were able to relate to you at, you know, on that level. Whereas before, the only way they knew was to deflect and to put that on to people that they felt that could, you know, they could do that too. That would, you know, and that's, and so you actually gave that person a gift in a way. So, well, I think I just, so. And I think yeah. that that's a cry for help, honestly. If you're, yeah. if you're a parent and your kid is a bully, they are missing a key piece in what they need to know on how to become the best person that they can be. Because obviously they're not. You can turn a bully into a protector of these kids if you can reach him and have him realize that his size or his whatever his ability is to speak and mock or whatever can be used for the power of good. You know what I mean? It's, I can't tell you what it's like, but um, when I was young, okay, I was bullied a lot. And there's this one bully where it was like, it was like the situation, like I said. I, when I, it was always the bigger kids that bully you as you're, as you're um, mm-hmm. going through elementary school. So it's like you're in fourth grade, it's the fifth graders, so forth and so on. But when I got in sixth grade, there's nobody really bigger than you. And that's when I was able to, you know, because I'm, I'm a decent-sized guy, I was able to defend myself. And after like, the first fight or two, it was like all of the bullies were like, oh, Andrew's so great. You know, it was like I couldn't understand it. These people were such two-faced. But then I realized after talking with them that, they were all just like me. I mean, in a way, I mean, they're all, a lot of times they had hard family life. Their dads didn't care about them. You know what I mean? It's like they they had all these problems at home and that's what was going on in their lives. So 
You know, if you can bring these kids to sports, to, to a martial arts studio where they're teaching uh, defense for protection and the rest, you can change these kids' outlook on, on what they're doing. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, yeah, I get so a little lost in this subject. Sometimes it's so personal. No, but it, no, sometimes well, I, I love your transparency uh, here, you know, Andrew, because it's so important because this is how people relate to one another. I can relate because I had similar situations uh, being on that side of being bullied. And I do remember those days. And but what's great about where you are and, you know, where anybody that's been there is how is what they become. And, and they, they could be more of a an example, a better example for others. Uh, to grow and and prosper, you know, from these experiences. Can I just say so, one one quick thing? Yeah, we have yeah we have about thirty seconds, but go ahead, please. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I just wanted to say that that it's about uh, the kids. Anybody that's bullied, remember, it's not you. Okay, it is you are wonderful and great. It's all about them. They're the ones that have the problem. Okay, yeah. and any kid that's got disabilities or anything like that, and they're being bullied, you got to stop those bullies because their their lives are hard enough for God's sake. They do not need some kids tormenting them because they can't walk or speak properly or whatever it may be. It's just you know what I mean. You really got to take the bullies to hand and make sure that they become better people if we're going to fix this problem. Absolutely. Well, th- again, we got more to come here from Andrew. There's there's just a lot of relatability. I mean, I, I can feel the transparency from Andrew. I can relate 100%, and I'm sure everyone listening can too. And Andrew's got more to come about the way and what that can do to help you create your way. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people in businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. Here We're here with Andrew Caldarella again. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, do you know the way? And if you're just joining us again, you're probably saying, well, what's the way? Well, you, you're going to learn more here. At least you're with us now for the third segment. But if you'd like to check out this show in its entirety, you can listen to the show on demand later today at the Voice America Influencers Channel or from iTunes or Spotify. And also you can listen from our Facebook page 
at Sustainable Success 2017. We encourage you to check out any of those areas to listen to this episode and many of the other great guests we've had on over the last three years. Uh, Today's show is being brought to you again by Link2Expert.com. We encourage you to check them out and anything that you may be dealing with or going through at this time that can help you in your business and or personal life. They have someone there that can align well with what you're looking to do and accomplish. Check them out at Link2Expert.com. So, Andrew, we, you know, I wanted to, you know, ask a question. There's, you know, a lot of the name of the show is sustainable success. A lot of times people, you know, everyone's got a different definition of what success means to them. What is the difference between success and true success? Sure. Um, you know, <laughs> great question. Uh, the way it actually starts out with this whole concept, uh, just to give you a little background, when I first showed my book to uh, agents and publishers, um, they all loved it, but they all wanted a little more of a story and whatnot in the beginning. Uh, I covered these concepts, but I, I broadened it out um, when you're reading the first chapter. But the idea is, like, what is the true goal of life is really the question here, right, that we all want to know. What is the true goal of life? And it does come down to what the difference is between success and true success. Okay, success, as we have been taught, is um, positions of power, it's being famous, it's having a lot of wealth, right? And the more um, power, fame, and wealth you have, the more successful people think you are. And that's, that's the goal, right? And talk to a lot of people. But if you actually look at the lives of these people throughout history, it's not like you get a lot of money or power or whatever, and all of a sudden, everything in your life is great. You're totally healthy. You're totally happy. Your relationships are all in order. Everything's working out. That's not what happens. Success, in truth, is a challenge. It's a life challenge. It's to see if you can stand up to the higher ideals of humanity and virtue and have them realized in your um, position of power or wealth or whatever it is. Are you using it effectively? Are you really doing the best you can. So what is true success then? If you ask everybody in the world, what do you really, really want out of life? And you go through lists at the very top of that list on everybody's list is happiness. And then it also comes down to uh, being healthy, being safe, being loved, having long lasting positive relationships, right? Uh, It comes down to Doing a work that you think is wonderful and worthwhile, and uh, it can sustain you. You know, maybe you're not super rich, but you're certainly not poor. You're you're in this happiness level where you have it, what you need. Your future's taken care of. For you're safe. You have great relationships and all the rest. That's what true success is. That's what a you know, if you think about it like this, what a loving mo- mom would want for her kid, right? In life, that's really what true success is. It's all of those those qualities that make uh, up a wonderful life. And that's what everybody wants. And that's what we as a society are trying to create. That's why we've had revolution after revolution after revolution. That's why dictatorships and communism and all these rest of these uh, corrupt types of government structures uh, keep getting overthrown because they don't work. Uh, people become corrupted. Uh, there's no checks and balances. There's no uh, balance in general in society. If, if people can't speak up and keep trying to improve and you just want to stagnate and stay where you are because you're happy, you're bound to great unrest. You know, we're, as a species, since the beginning of time, we're, we're always pushing for that next level, that better, um, that best. You know, it's like perfection is the last step in the book. And there's two sides of that. It's keeping what's good, good, but it's also refining 
and looking for that next level. And I think a lot of times um, that's what we miss in life. So we're talking about success versus true success. You as a human being want to have enough money, but if your relationship isn't good, if your health isn't good, it's going to destroy, it can destroy your whole life. You know, you want to spend your life in the hospital. Yeah, I'm super rich, but I have no friends, you know, and I'm in the hospital all the time. That's no fun. So hopefully, does that make sense to you? It makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so true. And, and so, and, and again, people have to really understand that success is going to be like different for different folks. So, you know, we can't sit there and always be comparing ourselves to other people. And this is where people get caught up in being frustrated and, you know, and, yeah. and, and can I speak to that real quick? Because this is a really yeah, big please, book yeah, please I, elaborate on that because I, a lot of times they I, end up I, operating from different values, not their own. Yeah, and it, but it's also this idea that we're competing against each other. You are not. You are competing against yourself in this life. Sure, we might you know enter a race against somebody. We might do this or that. We're actually in a competition. But in general, you can't compare your life to anybody's. You are truly a unique person existing in your own space-time continuum. You know, I mean, nobody's standing in your location. Nobody's experiencing what you are experiencing. Nobody knows what you know exactly. So, you know what I mean? You can't. And, and that's a lot of times, like as a kid, when, when I'm talking to these um, kids that have been abused or, you know, like have learning disabilities, you don't know your full worth. You are totally a wonderful soul. You can't let anybody try to diminish, diminish you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like we're all wonderful, great people um, if we allow ourselves to be. And I think that's the, the, the truth of the way is that you have this totally wonderful, true self that's ready to shine in the world if you could just know the right steps to take to get there. And um, that's what the way helps you do. So, uh, you know, again, we're just, we're all here in trying to, um, you know, help each other become our best and we're competing with ourselves to become the best person we can be. That is your mission. Mm, absolutely. Let's expand a little bit on that too, because you know a lot of times you know success means are we content and happy with our with our own lives that we're responsible for our own happiness. No one can make you happy. Too many people are always looking to the outside to make themselves somebody to make them happy, to make them fulfilled, to sure. you know make them feel like they're worth something. You know, I I, I struggled my my early part of my life constantly needing validation from others because I didn't get it growing up from my father. So I was always seeking it outside of myself rather than going within. So talk about, you know, how does one, how does the way help us to find lasting happiness from within? Sure. You know, I, I think that, um, and again, the wholeness, once you understand the wholeness of the way, there's this point where you are right now, this idea in, the, in society, this is a good concept to kind of talk about, um, where, especially in some religions and, and philosophies, and I hear this a lot of times with the, uh, the super-rich, that everything is perfect. You know, everything is, is happening the way it's meant to happen. You know, everything that is existing right now is supposed to be. You know, so just don't worry about it. Everything's great. You know, study Buddhism. It's like, if you want anything, um, you know, it's like the, the problem is that you want. <laughs> you want something better. So, um, again, I, I'm sorry, Buddhist, if you're listening, I did not handle that well, but I'm going to move on. The point is that if we are to create a better world, um, we all have to kind of be on the same page when it comes to some of these basic concepts. And I think when it comes down to uh, this idea that happiness um, 
Now we, they always say when you're in a relationship, it's like 85% of your happiness with the other person's 15 added to it makes you, uh, you know, 100% happy. Um, you do have to find your own internal happiness. I mean, this is one thing growing up being bullied um, is I couldn't turn to anybody. I mean, I was always betrayed, and there's always horrible. People were messing with everything. So I created my little Andrew's world, you know, where I didn't want to lose my good self and become mad and angry all the time and all of that. It made me sad. I was just like, I didn't understand why they were doing this to me. It just made no sense, and it kind of breaks you as a kid to some, some degree. But there's this point inside of all of us that is this, you know, our soul. You can talk about it if you're a believer, but it's also if you're not a believer a point in you where you are this best person. It just needs to kind of come out, and you're challenged in all these different facets of life. So let me go back to the point of happiness. You can find a moment in life where you are your best self, and you can be happy. You can also then get out of that moment and realize that the world is needing some help, right? And uh, it may be that in your life, like when I was being bullied, or I was in a car accident one time, and I was... um, laid out for five years, couldn't walk or stand up, it was agony, it was in prime of my life. I, you know, break you down and cry when you have things like that. I thought I was going to be like this for the rest of my life. You find these moments where you realize that your body is a shell, it's a temporary uh, thing that you're using in this life. Your true self, your real self that lives forever is whole. It's working through things in these life because we are, this is a training ground for us to become and to learn things. We're having, whether you realize it or not, because of this day or night cycle, uh, you are being ingrained with certain ways of being that is preparing you for a greater reality. And our challenge in this life is to figure out those challenges, those tests, and obviously pass them to become the best person we can be. Um, And that's where... I think some of us miss it. You can be happy. Mm-hmm. And I met a lot of people that are like, especially if they're wealthy and they're living in a nice place, they have kids and everything's happy. I'm like, yeah, but you do realize it's not happy over here, right? And that if you're just living this, you know, life of happiness, but you're not helping anybody uh, that isn't and making a difference in the world, aren't you just kind of deluding yourself? You know what I mean? That's not why you're here. This isn't heaven. This is uh, an earth that needs the people that have the abilities, right? It, look, let me say it this way. If the successful and super holy and all of those people were truly uh, the best of the best, wouldn't the world be a much better place by now after all these thousands of years of the, the holy and the truly successful and the kings and the you know, truly wealthy leading us? You know, it's not because corruption, because they don't have these foundations in their life, and people do not call them on their stuff. They let them get away with it until there's a revolution or some uprising. Um, so I guess, I'm sorry, I know I went on and on. No, no, the point you didn't. Is that, no. Okay, no, this, the point this is, is, though, I want to go back to the point, is that when you're living this happy life, if you have resources and you have all of this stuff and you have time, realize that these people that are living these hellish lives, they have none of that. They're carrying water all day. They're, they're starving. They're breathing in smoke. They're dying, you know, because they're, camp- they're cooking over fires. And, you know, they have no resources to pick themselves up. They're like lampposts, you know, standing out there saying, help me. So part of the challenge in life is when you are truly successful and you have all this money and this power and everything else, is to realize not just sit around and go, well, that's great, I made it. No, it's, yeah, I want you to have a great life and I want you to enjoy all that stuff, but God, please 
reach out and make a difference and not just give a few bucks to a charity just so you can feel good about yourself or whatever. I'm talking about make a real difference. I mean, look at the school systems out there, uh, health care. I mean, just all the disabled. Look at the people that have lost their houses and places to live. People need a hand up, you know, so they can get back on their feet. They don't want to be, you know, nobody wants charity forever. They want to live an awesome life. Um, yeah. So again, so true. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we can all be happy. I and mean, believe me, it's part of my meditation. It's all part of the book. You are a wonderful, perfect person. You need to have those moments and feel that because it's positive and it's going to make you healthy. But at the same time, to be happy, you need to get out there and do something that's positive in the world and make a real difference. And it's outlined how you can do that in my book. So. Wow, no, it's so so true and uh, and and powerful information. Well, you know, Andrew, you have shared such a wealth of information here today. Uh, I know we could go on for another hour or two. I could easily talk to you more about this. We there's so much that you know we can only cover in an hour. But again, you're gonna, I'm sure you're gonna be able to provide some insight where people can get some more information about what we talked about today and further expanding into other areas. So first of all, I want to thank you for joining us today, but I would like to, you know, let you, uh, let the uh, listeners and those that will be listening later, you know, where they can find out more information about you, more information about the book and, you know, anything else that you want to provide to them. Sure. Absolutely. Um, the hub for everything is my website and it's the number seven way me. So it's seven way me. So it's the number seven W A Y dot M E. Uh, you can go there and you can find the book. Uh, we have the One Movement, which is looking to uh, create a better world and help people. We have free uh, gifts you can claim there. There's a little button right at the top on the navigation, all sorts of great resources on how you can better your life. Um, and I named it Seven Way Me, so it's like, you know, the, the book is named The Way, and there's seven steps within the way. Uh, but it's also me, so it's like a call for, for all this goodness to come into me when you're thinking about the website name. So it's Seven Way Me. Um, go there, and again, I'm just starting. I'm doing all this myself. Uh, you know, any help that you can offer, any advice, uh, please share things. Please go out there. I, again, we need to spread this word. I, I, again, I, I feel delayed. I need all the help I can get. Um, and any advice, I'm always looking to improve. Don't feel like you're going to offend me or anything like that. I Believe me, <laughs> growing up with uh, <laughs> dyslexia and learning disabilities and stuff, I, I'm used to being corrected. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to that. No worries. And real quick, we only have about you know, less than uh, 40 seconds. Uh, just where, where can they find the, can they, you know, any information about the book real quick on Amazon? Oh, sure. Any? You can get the book on Amazon right now. It's on eBooks, uh, everywhere and on Amazon and Kindle, uh, the hard books will be, or hardback and softback will be coming out in the next month. You can find all of this information on my website. Just go there. It's like, by the way, you can find all the links to all the books all over the place and we'll be updating that all the time. So, um, just, if you go anywhere, just type in Andrew, the way, <laughs> Spelling my last name might be a little tough, but you'll find it. It's out there. Well, we definitely will have everything in the description of the show. Obviously, we do. It's there. And, of course, it's, uh, you know, people will, be, will have it written down so that everyone will be able to find it. Again, we encourage you to check out more about The Way with Andrew Calderella again. And, again, we want to thank you guests each and every week uh, joining us here at Sustainable Success you know, it's it's you that makes this show what it is today and, and allows us to bring in, you know, great guests like Andrew that come in to share from the heart, from transparency, their experience, and helping you to help yourself scale your business, your personal life, and all of the above to the next level. 
as you, anybody knows, if you're new to sustainable success, it's all about life and business are as one. What we do in our personal lives affects our business and vice versa. So we have to address all of these areas, both from a personal and professional development perspective. Again, thank you, Andrew, for joining us. Again, guest, we uh, again hope that your this week after Labor Day serves you well. Finish it strong. And again, let's make uh, Q4 uh, one for the books uh, during this really difficult year, but yet yet a year that has been pivotal in terms of where we're all going to be if we see the positive and embrace the process towards success. Till then, we'll see you next Thursday and have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.